Oh, what is the up, skis, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. We are on episode 66, and this is going to be a fun episode because this is my review of my live experience at AEW this weekend. So I had my wife and I had tickets to Collision and Forbidden Door in Toronto. So I'm going to go through my experience. Uh, going to my first AEW show live, I went to my first wrestling show live last summer, went to see Monday Night Raw, it was a fucking blast, and let's see if AEW can give me a show that was as fun as WWE's Monday Night Raw was, so we're starting off with Collision, we got there uh, way too early, uh, we went to see uh, my wife's friend and her husband, we had, we had fucking lunch, it was all good, uh, they said that the show, like, they let us in at 5 o'clock, but nothing started, no wrestling started until, I think, 6.30. So we sat there for, like, an hour and a half, and everyone was like, what the hell, where's the wrestling, where's the wrestling? But it kicked off eventually, but um, I imagine this has gone around already, uh, that um, Collision didn't sell out very well. <clears throat> Excuse me. My voice might be a little fucked up because I have been at a live wrestling event for the last two days and I was screaming my head off. So, uh, we got there, It we're, we're on the hard, ca- uh, hard camera side, so I was in section 119, right up the middle, baby. I was literally right down the middle and uh, it was a great seat, great seat. But uh, the other side where the, where the cameras actually are, that side of the arena was pretty barren, like... Like, the section with the cameras in it was basically empty, so... And then they sh- they ended up shutting down the top, the upper bowl. Uh, sections 2 and 3 were shut down. Uh, apparently, anyone who bought tickets for the three sections, like the upper bowl, they got upgraded to lower bowl, because I heard a few people talking behind me. It's like, hey, we got upgraded, and that was great. We actually ended up getting upgraded later on in the night. We were able to move down and get a, a very close seat to uh, to the rest of the show, which was awesome. But yeah, it definitely wasn't very sold out, but uh, the people, uh, all the people that were there were a very loud crowd, I felt. Anyway, we were, we were fairly loud, and uh, we... We really, really got our money's worth. I have to admit, it cost me $35 for a ticket. um, And we got about four and a half hours of wrestling. Because before Collision kicked off, we got an hour of Ring of Honor. And then at the end of... Once once Collision went off air, they gave us another hour of Ring of Honor. So you got the two hours of Collision. You get two hours of Ring of Honor. 35 bucks. I mean, I was quite happy with uh, with the overall amount of product that I got. It, there was a lot going on. We really wanted to pick up a t-shirt. Now, AEW, y'all gotten gotten out of control with your prices, dude. $60 for a t-shirt, dude. I am not shitting you. Uh, well, actually, it was $50 the first night we got there, Collision, the shirts were fifty bucks. When we got there on Forbidden Door, they jacked them up to sixty dollars. And forget about like sweaters were like a hundred dollars. A fucking little banner was fifty five. So we we made the decision. I was like, y'all, we I'm not paying that much for a t shirt. I don't care. There was a lot of cool t shirts, but nope, I did not buy a t shirt. There was a couple guys on the train home last night. They picked up a bunch of shit and like. They probably spent a solid two hundred fifty bucks on a shirt and a sweater. So uh, you could be, you can, you know, if you want to buy it, go ahead. Not this guy, not for me. So 
the Ring of Honor stuff was solid. I mean, I am I don't get to watch Ring of Honor very often, so I got to see some people that I don't get to see, like Athena. Like I, I was always wondering, like, where the fuck has Athena gone off to? She's the Ring of Honor Women's Champion, so it was really awesome to see her. The only problem was, like, I believe she showed up in the second part of Ring of Honor, so um, once Collision ended, I would say a third, maybe even half of the building left and went home. It was already quite late at that time. It was like, a, I don't know, 10, 10 o'clock or something like that when, uh, excuse me, Collision ended. So a lot of people left. So that was the time where we got to move way the hell up. Like we went from like, I don't know, like four rows back from being on the floor. So we were very, we were so close. We can hear the wrestlers talking with each other. We can, it was great. And uh, regard like you, it like you could hear them talking and stuff, not like calling out spots, but you can hear them screaming and stuff from from where I was sitting. But like chops and stuff, you can hear them from the top of the building. Man, they were so loud, so crisp. Uh, it's it's Scotia Bank, man. It's a great arena, <clears throat> great acoustics. So yeah, we weren't worried about any of that stuff. Now, in terms of the show, I mean, it was a uh, it was a really fun show. Now, I'm I'm not watching it the same way that I'm watching it when I'm at home. When I'm at home, I'm like analyzing it and and all this shit. When I'm at the arena, I'm just taking in the whole environment. I'm chanting, I'm cheering, I'm getting very, very involved with all the crowd interactions, screaming for wrestlers. I really like to look around and uh, trying to pick up stuff that we don't get to see on camera. Like I like to look at where they're going after the match is over. I like I just like to look around, and I really. <clears throat> Really liked looking at uh, like the camera area where they had the hard cams, like watching what was going on over there. So, all in all, I think all the wrestling, at least live, like live wrestling, it's a lot of fun, man. It really, really is. It's it's way different than watching it on TV. Like it's just everything is just more awesome when you're there live. Like maybe something that isn't as fun, like rest holds, for example, even rest holds, watching rest holds at a live event was fun. Cause you get to do the like, and you're like cheering and like, yeah, you're getting, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So, I mean, they had some pretty decent matches out there. Now the big one, everyone was waiting for was the CM Punk match. And you, we knew right away, like when I got in that building, like, People were, before the show started, you would hear like a CM Punk, and then everyone would start booing, so right away, I knew like, alright, we got a hostile crowd against CM Punk, and I was part of that hostility, I was booing CM Punk, now don't get me wrong, I respect CM Punk a lot, I will always respect him for like, when CM Punk was in his prime, like, 04 to like, fucking 2012 or whatever, the dude was legitimately one of the best in the world, one of the best on the mic, fantastic in the ring, it's just now, like, the honeymoon phase is over, he came back, he hurt my feelings, he left, he made people angry in AEW, he fucking made waves, I didn't like it, and now I'm booing him, but, like, for fun, I wanted I wanted to go in. I was hoping we were going to boo him because I thought that would be a lot of fun. And how Canadian of us, because that's kind of what Canada always likes to do when when wrestling comes. We like to cheer the heels and boo the baby faces. And yeah, right away I got that feeling that I was like, oh fuck yeah! Like there definitely was CM Punk supporters. Absolutely, they were there and they were quite loud as well. But oh man, it was a lot of fun. Like. During any commercial breaks or anything like that, they would have uh, the announcer. She was lovely, by the way. She was really fun. 
And she would kind of gauge the crowd, asking questions, you know, checking out their signs, telling us how we're doing, doing countdowns and all that shit. And she was just like, ooh, we got a very divided crowd here and all that stuff. So, yeah, we were very, very antsy to get uh, our hands on CM Punk. And, yeah, I watched some of the videos of, like, oh, CM Punk gets booed out of the building. Like, no, we weren't, like, booing him out of hatred. It's... And honest to God, CM Punk loved it. He absolutely loved getting booed, but we'll save that for a little bit later. So let's, I'm, I don't know what order. I'm just going to, I'm just kind of looking at a picture here. But um, by far, my favorite match on Collision was Andrade versus Brody King. Oh my God, that was, that's like a dream match for me right there. I love both of those guys. And I was like, oh man, those two going up against each other, that's going to be great. And that was a fucking good match, man. That was such a good match. We were going nuts. There was definitely Brody King supporters all around me. We're doing the, all that stuff. It was a lot of fun, man. And the the sound of the chops that he was throwing. Oh, they were so loud. And every chop you had to go, whoa, it's a, oh, it's a lot of fun. So that was by far my favorite match that I saw at Collision that night. It was Excellent. That was an excellent match. If I had to put a score on it, it'd be like an eight, eight and a half or something like that. Um, then you had um, Willow Nightingale versus Nyla Rose. Uh, crowd loved Willow Nightingale. She was a she was so fun, man. And I love her entrance. I love clapping along with her song. She's just a ball of energy. Like you got, I have to give her the props and stuff. Like even though the crowd wasn't the most engaged. Uh, during especially the women's matches, like especially last night at Forbidden Door, man, I felt so bad for the women because the second the women's match was like they put the the picture on the screen that they were up next. Uh, every like I would say three quarters of the building got up to go get drinks and all that shit. And I was like, oh come on, man! Like the disrespect to the women. But Willow, it was a really fun match with her and Nyla. They're big and like it was just a a big powerhouse kind of a women's match. It was really fun. And, oh, man, Christian came out. I was hoping he was going to be a nice guy to us. But, of course, Christian being a heel, he was a complete and total douchebag to us. And it was a, it was a lot of fun cheering and booing and jeering for, for Christian. That was that was great. Luchasaurus is a massive man. Oh, my God, he is big. Um, we got uh, didn't get to see Miro, which was sad. It was just a video. I was really, really hoping to see Miro. Oh man, I just oh, I didn't get to see him this weekend. That was really, really saddening. But it is what it is. So I, at least we got to hear from Miro. So that was a thing. We got to see Hiroshi Tanahashi going up against Swerve Strickland. Um, I'm not a big fan of Swerve Strickland. I think he's a great wrestler. I just don't like his gimmick or his music. And uh, yeah, the crowd obviously went fucking nuts for Tanahashi. Uh, I would admit that I mean, I'm not, it's not that I'm not a fan of New Japan, I, I really like it, it's just I don't get to watch it, there's just not enough time, there's just so many wrestling promotions and shows, I can only keep up with so much, so I'm not the most familiar with their uh, line of work with a lot of the New Japan guys, and especially when Ring of Honor was on, man, like I definitely felt like a fish out of water a little bit, that was like, okay, I'm not sure who this guy is, and... Uh, now that I got it in my mind, the one, uh, this dude won me over immediately, he was, uh, Sir, no, not Sir Pentico, uh, El Phantasmo or something, he used to be in Bullet Club, and he came out for Ring of Honor, he's ELP now, and oh my god, I fell in love with this guy, I was like, my wife was like, you don't remember him? I was like, no, I, I really, really don't, but he's, uh, he's 
being called ELP now. He's got this fucking awesome, uh, like, heavy metal entrance. And it's just like, E-L-P. And you're just, oh. And he comes out with this jacket on. It's like a light-up LED jacket. It was fucking awesome. So, ELP, fuck yeah, dude. That guy was awesome. He had a really good match as well. But back to Swerve and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah, they went fucking nuts for Hiroshi Tanahashi. I think, I believe that Swerve won that match. I can't remember it, honestly. The whole, there's just a lot of wrestling, right? I, I think uh, Forbidden Door, we got there at 7, left at midnight. So that's five fucking hours. And yeah, Collision was four. So it's like, yeah, it's a lot of wrestling in a weekend. So some things might go under the radar. But yeah, that was, every. All, I enjoyed every match. I, I couldn't say that anything was bad. Oh, we got to see Powerhouse. He demolished some dude. It was it was a quick squash match, but yeah, that wasn't too much going on for him. I felt kind of bad for the for the, kind of the jobber guys, I guess. They didn't get any entrance or anything. They would just kind of walk out, get into the ring, and they would say their name to the to the announcer, and then they'd be like, "Oh, here's Josh," and we'd be like, "Yay, Josh, you're gonna die!" But yeah, so that was good. And then we get to the fucking moment, man. CM Punk, FTR, Ricky Stocks versus Jay White, Juice Robinson, and the Guns. And yeah, it was an event, man. We we fucking cheered for everybody except for CM Punk. I mean, we went nuts for Ricky. Ricky was amped about it. He's like, no one usually likes me. And I'm like, that's just not true, Ricky. Like, everyone likes Ricky Stocks. We were cheering for the ass boys. We are doing a whole bunch of ass boys, ass boys chants. And then, of course, CM Punk, man. They We booed the bejesus out of him, but... Like I said, man, CM Punk absolutely fucking loved it. He was so into it, man. He loved it, interacting with the fans. And the biggest thing, me and this other dude in the crowd, we were fucking losing it when he did the Hulk Hogan big boot, drops the leg, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me, Punk? Like, oh, I was dying. That was so freaking funny. He's doing the cup in the ears. Like, he's just pulling out all this Hogan stuff. And... Yeah, dude, I I mean, CM Punk as a heel is always, I much prefer that, like, I mean, it was it's nice to see CM Punk jump into the Chicago fans' arms and stuff, and they love him and all that stuff, but I love the, like, I watched the uh, CM Punk coming out, I watched it on the, on the YouTube, and I love the, the call of the, of the commentary, he's like, oh, you're not in Chicago anymore, and yes, he absolutely wasn't, so I would say the Canadian fan base has made their minds clear that we don't like CM Punk very much, and like I said, I I still respect him very much as an athlete, it's just like, his attitude sometimes, he kind of makes himself not the most likable human, human being in the world, but I have to admit, he was a showman at Collision, he had a great time, he was very, very fun, He's great with the crowd, man. He was getting a lot out of us, and that's what he wants. Like it's it's in in wrestling, being booed is not bad. Like getting a re- all you want to do is have a reaction, and these kind of reactions they don't happen very often. Like you got John Cena, and it looks like now it's CM Punk, where the crowds are pretty divided, but it's loud, and you're getting a huge reaction, and that's what CM Punk wants. And that was the end of the show. So after that, um. 
CM Punk and FTR, uh, they had their little speech at the end telling us thank you and all that great stuff. It was very sweet. And they're like, okay, now you guys can resume booing CM Punk. And then we did so. And CM Punk said some words. It was good, man. It was a really nice show. And then they went back into Ring of Honor stuff and they finished off with that. And that was the end of our night. Really, really fun night. I really enjoyed Collision. I don't know, like, I don't know if I would, like... Like, they're coming to Hamilton next weekend, and, like, I don't, I'm not probably going to go to that. Like, that's just a little bit too far out of the way for me to go all the way out to Hamilton and stuff. But, uh, and, like, it's so much easier to go to Scotiabank for me because I could just go to Oshawa, hop on the GO train, takes me right to the front door of Scotiabank, and boom, we're, we're good to go. So, Collision was a lot of fun, man. Like, honestly, I think, um, I still preferred my, my time at Raw. The only thing that, that WWE was doing better than AEW, I thought, was the stuff in between. Like, when the matches are over and they're, they're gearing up for the next one. WWE did a fantastic job at filling in those gaps. Like, they had a great DX moment where they just played the DX music and we had a big break it down and they're just getting crowd shots and it was a ton of fun. They they did a lot of that stuff and there wasn't really any of that at the AEW show. Like I said, they had the, um, the really nice announcer and she was like talking to us, but it wasn't like, you know, go fucking nuts, go crazy. Like we'll have the cameras on you guys and just go fucking nuts. WWE, I thought, did a really good job with uh, just making us have a lot of fun. Like there really was no wasted time at the WWE show, there was no sitting around waiting, um, but AEW, again, it was a very fun show, it was a little bit disappointing, like, I didn't, I was not expecting the, the show to be filled out, um, but yeah, there was a lot of empty seats, and um, it made me a little bit nervous for Forbidden Door, but I was thinking, like, we barely went to Collision, it was just kind of a last minute thing, I was like, fuck, should we just go and, and check it out, and we're like, yeah, sure, we'll just go check it out, but um, yeah, it, it was a fairly undersold. I think they said there was like 6,000, maybe five, 6,000 people there. And Scotiabank can fill up like 16, 18, 19,000, something like that. Wasn't expecting to have that many people at Collisions, a new show. And it was a little bit last minute. And like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't, oh, fuck, did I see? Oh, yeah, Sting did come out. Sting came out. That was a lot of fun. My wife was disappointed because there was no snow. Sometimes Sting comes out with a little bit of snow. We got no snow, so that was a little bit shitty. Oh, and uh, Chris Jericho did come out as well. He was also a dick to us. I was so sad. I was cheered so hard for Chris. We sang Judas. I didn't know the words, but I knew the, the chorus part anyway. I knew the main part, so that was a lot of fun. Chris is awesome, man. We, uh, I really enjoyed Chris, and I, I, I personally really enjoy when the Canadian guys come out and they're mean to us. I think it's really, really funny. Tripping the Leafs, calling us losers, and all that stuff. I, I eat it up. That's, that's great. I loved it. It was a lot of fun. And yeah, like I said, that was the end of our first night. So we'll go over and we'll do a Forbidden Door. So Forbidden Door, you, uh, we started off with uh, that. Uh, what do you call it? The full gear, full hour, zero hour, yeah, so the sad thing was, we kind of realized this on the way home, and I will say right now, we actually had to leave the show slightly early, because we had to catch the train, and the last, there was one train left, and we we had to go catch it, so sadly, I missed the last 10 minutes of the Okada match, but I came back home, and I watched it, but uh, yeah, that was just kind of, that was the, that sucked, because like, I wish th- I was shocked that they didn't have a train running a little bit later, like maybe one or two more trains, just so that we can make sure that the people get, you know, their full show and they're able to leave. Like, 
we like we had to, if I didn't leave when we left, we would have missed the train because we got to the platform and, and the train showed up like two minutes later. So we were cutting it close. I stayed as long as I could. We had to bounce at like 1150 to catch the 12 o'clock train. So that sucked. And then on the way home, we realized like, holy shit, we didn't see Adam Cole fighting Tom Lawler. So apparently that match got canceled. Uh, we must have just missed the announcement. I missed the Tom Lawler match against Serpentico actually because... When we got there, man, there was a shitload of people. It literally took me and my wife like seven minutes to find the back of the line just to fucking get into the building. So that was an event. Like she was in line for another one. They shut that line down. So it was just a fucking mess. So we ended up missing that first match and probably the announcement that would have let us know that Adam Cole wasn't going to be there. So that was a massive disappointment. Like, we really wanted to do the Adam Cole baby chant, and it was going to be a lot of fun, but sadly, he wasn't there. So that's really sad. And like I said, I missed the Tom Lawler match against Serpentico. He beat him, and it was apparently only four minutes long, so it wasn't uh, that big of a deal. And then we moved on to the Mogul Embassy match. Uh, They went up against... I guess they're calling themselves Chaos. It's like Rocky Romero, Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, and El Desperado. They people fucking love that El Desperado guy. I'm not a hundred percent like familiar with him, but yeah, he was a ton of fun. He was having a really good time out there. I was really enjoying Brian Cage. Like everyone around me fucking hated him, but I'm like, dude, like Brian Cage, like the guy is a massive mountain of meat and he could do flips and shit like how do you not like that I mean I was I was loving myself some Brian Cage and it was a fun match like um I'm sad that fucking swerve keeps winning but I mean best friends right we got to see um I think it was yeah Chuck Chuck I think had a match for the Ring of Honor yes that's right uh the main event of the Ring of Honor show uh, it was Claudio Castanoli against uh Chucky T and that was a fun match. It was nice to see Claudio again. I was a little sad because the the crowd was quite thinned out by that time. It was getting quite late and a lot of people wanted to go home. But yeah, it was cool to see Claudio and uh, we were going nuts for Chuck E.T. Oh, and also uh, Tony Khan came out and, and said hello to us like three times on Collision. Like starting, I think he came out towards the middle and he definitely came out at the end to tell us have a good night and all that great stuff. Please come to Forbidden Door. Please come to Hamilton and all that great stuff. But yeah, we saw Tony Khan quite a bit. Didn't see him at Forbidden Door, but saw a lot of people that looked like him. I saw like three guys walking around on the floor. I was like, hey, is that Tony Khan down there? And they're like, nah, that's just some guy that looks like him. Anyway, back to uh, Forbidden Door. That uh, eight-man tag team match was a lot of fun. And then we move on to Athena versus Billy Starks, who I keep mistaking for Billy Kay. But uh, again, Athena, this was the Women's Owen Hart Cup tournament match. Uh, yeah, Athena, very fired up. She's definitely like heel now. And she was like screaming at us. She was trying to get us going. And she doesn't pull off the eclipse anymore, which makes me very upset Really wanted to see an eclipse. She didn't do it on Collision. She didn't do it here at Forbidden Door. But she wins in her match, and it was a bit of fun. And then we get my boy. It is El Phantasmo. He defeated Stu Grayson, and yeah, that was that was good. I loved uh, the ELP thing this time. I was more prepared. I knew the ELP thing, so I was doing that chant. And like, yeah, dude, that dude is awesome. Stu Grayson, I was like, oh, shit, I remember that guy. He, I haven't seen him around in a while. And that was a fun match. And then you get 
Uh, this was kind of the first one that people started going banana for. Uh, you got the loss in Gobernables to Japan. So Shingo Takagi, people fucking love this guy. Shingo was dope. You got Bushi and Hiromu Takahashi. They went up against the United Empire. Fucking Jeff Cobb, man. Love seeing that guy. He was great. Kyle Fletcher. I mean, I've been seeing this guy so much lately. He's very good. I was super impressed with that guy. And then TJP. I was like, oh my god, it's TJP. I, I, I know. Of, I, re, I, re, I remember him. I just was never all that big on him. My wife loves him. So she was going nuts for TJP. She was very happy to see him. But he lost, so that was good. But yeah. People were going nuts for Shingo. I can't personally say that I know him on the level that some of the other fans around me did. But it was, a, again, everything is going to be a lot of fun. But there's a, a match on here that is, oh my god. But yes, we'll get to there. We'll get there. And then we have the opening match of Forbidden Doors, which was MJF against Hiroshi Tanahashi. So MJF on collision, he made the announcement that he's like, I'm going on first so I can get the hell out of Canada. It was hilarious. And MJF came out, we went fucking nuts for him, it was so fun, um, I mean, MJF doing the classic, uh, heel work, I mean, he, I think he got out there in the crowd, I do believe he pushed somebody, which made me giggle, so that was a good time, the match was fun, man, it was just a good, solid MJF match, I mean, Tanahashi, there was, oh man, every time he went up to the top rope, I got nervous, man, there was a couple times he slipped, I believe he slipped and, like, kind of fucked up on Collision. And, like, the crowd audibly just went, like, Oh, oh, are you okay? Like, we're all just so worried about him. And that was, that was, yeah, that was a lot of fun. MJF wins that match, but that was a lot of fun, man. It was so much fun just interacting with MJF. I definitely had my MJF haters. Uh, there was this lovely French couple beside us. Like, uh, well, what, the... the the one guy, he spoke some English, but they were they were definitely uh, more French, and they they were he absolutely fucking hated MJF, and he was a big CM Punk guy. So we'll move on to the CM Punk match. CM Punk going up against Satoshi Kojima, and oh man, it was really fucking Kojima was fucking awesome, man. There was so much respect from the crowd for that guy, and I can't remember. Uh, I think Red Shoes was refing this match, but. Red Shoes, man, oh my god, the love that we gave Red Shoes made me so fucking happy, you don't even know, man, like, I was one of the first ones in my area that was, like, on Red Shoes, I'm like, oh my god, there's Red Shoes, like, holy shit, and then we started giving him the chance, we love Red Shoes, and I love his reaction, he's like, me? And he's like, oh, 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 and we gave, we gave him the love, man, there was so much love for Red Shoes, I was so happy that I wasn't the only one out there that, that, you know, recognized fucking Red Shoes, man, legendary referee in the business. Oh, before I go on much further, the announcer for... And uh, New Japan, like the guy who fucking Koji and like fucking Hiroshi Tanahashi, like that dude amps you up in a like, oh my god, dude, that guy is absolutely the greatest announcer ever. Every time he hit that guy fucking goes on that microphone, my heart rate increases and I just want to fucking go to war for that guy. He just, mm, god, he was amazing, so good. So goddamn good. Anyway, CM Punk. CM Punk obviously getting a very similar reaction that he got uh, at Collision. I imagine it was a little bit louder this time because the building was substantially more full for Forbidden Door. So Upper Bowl was sold. I don't think that they had uh, 
the middle section was closed off, I think. Uh, I didn't see because it just went from section one and then it went section three. So where's two? Anyway, but it was a definitely much more filled out building. Uh, there were empty seats out there for sure, but it was def- it was a phenomenal crowd, man. Oh my God, we were electric out there all night, baby, all night. There was very little quiet time. Like whenever... Uh, Whenever there was quiet time, it's rather where you start clapping for them. We'll start some sort of chant. There was very little downtime uh, to be quiet when, when we was at the when we were at Forbidden Door. It was a lot of fun. Uh, anyway, CM Punk he beats Satoshi Kojima. It was really fun. He did the fucking Hulk Hogan thing again. I lost my mind. Uh, I believe CM Punk got the got the tap on on Kojima. Nope, sorry, it was a pinfall, but. Yeah, man, it was a lot of fun just booing him. It was a lot of fun interacting with other people that love CM Punk and like going up against their their cheering. It was it was really fun. And Satoshi Kojima, man, like what a fun guy he was. He was having a blast out there. He was definitely enjoying the Canadian crowd, and we were giving him the love for sure. And then we move into the first match that got me like really. Re- I was like, oh, this is going to be fucking nuts. And it was uh, the four way match Orange Cassidy up against Zack Sabre Jr. versus Katsuri Shibata and Daniel Garcia. Four way match for the AEW International Championship. This match fucking ruled. We went nuts for Orange Cassidy. He made a little, just a little cameo appearance there on Collision. We lost our fucking minds for him there as well. But. Orange Cassidy, the second that music hits, the crowd goes freaking nuts, and um, man, it was a, just an, this match was a treat, an absolute treat, uh, Danny Garcia, his dancing dude, his dancing was so fucking hilarious, I was dying every time he would do it, I loved when he was in there, and he would dance, and they would beat him up, and he would just dance some more, and they beat him up some more, it was awesome, and also, when Garcia left, like he was going up the ramp to leave, he did a little dance on his way through the curtain, fucking, nah, I love that Ricky fuck, I mean, Danny, great job from him, Zack Sabre Jr., I mean, dude, the guy is a master technician, he was doing his master technician stuff, people were going nuts for Shibata, but Orange Cassidy, I mean, the match was fucking out of control, people flying all over the place, moves out of control, and I love the finish with Orange, like, we saw it coming, like, I was like, once you saw, I saw the situation coming, I was like, there it is, and he saw Orange Cassidy pop in, grabs the pin, steals the victory, and that match was a fucking ton of fun. And it looked like, I mean, Orange Cassidy looked like he was just so sore after that match. It looked very, very painful. Now we move on to the next match. What do we got? Oh, Sonata with uh, Doki, which we I saw on Collision. He was pretty great. Going up against Jungle Boy Jack Perry with Hook out there. Singles match for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. So I really like the video package that they played for Sonata prior to the match. Just showing how fucking awesome this dude was. And yeah, man, it was a really fucking good match. Uh, sadly, the the main thing that I remember about this match was the ending when Jungle Boy turned on fucking Hook and everyone went freaking nuts. We were booing Jungle Boy. I love Jungle Boy, like um, kind of teasing us with the with the dance that we did because when Jungle Boy came out, oh man, we got to do the whoa yo yo. Oh Jesus, it was so much fun doing the fucking side to side dance and everybody doing it. Oh my God, that was a ton of fun. Uh, I knew very, very strongly that Jungle Boy wasn't going to win this match. I just couldn't see Jungle Boy taking their the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. It just wouldn't be good for I, for New Japan. But 
Sonata was great. I mean, it was a really stiff, hard-hitting match. Jungle Boy doing some big fucking moves out there. It was a lot of fun. Now, the ending was was the big thing. Jungle Boy turning heel. Didn't really see it coming, but you like we the crowd was just like, uh-oh. When we saw them walking up together, we're like, oh, no. It's rather Hook's turning or Jungle Boy's turning, and it, it was fucking Jungle Boy. And, oh, oh, what a reaction. People went fucking nuts. And I loved seeing Taz's reaction. I was going crazy for Taz. I love Taz so much. Probably my favorite commentator of all time. Just loved the guy. Would have loved to see him, I don't know, get up and say something, do something. But uh, he, he took the glasses off, so that means he's up to, uh, he's, he means business. So we move on is the 10-man tag team match now. This was crazy. You got the Elite with Hangman, the fucking Young Bucks. Eddie Kingston came was there, and Ishii. So... Kingston comes out first, we go nuts for Eddie Kingston, we're going absolutely fucking bananas for this dude, shouting Eddie, Eddie, all night long, it was so good, Eddie Kingston's the fucking man, and then the Blackpool Combat Club come out, John Moxley entered like fucking five rows from me, like he, the, the way, the, wherever he came out from was right underneath me, so I got a really nice close look at John Moxley and the Blackpool Combat Club all coming out there, my boy Takeshka was there, I was so fucking happy to see that guy, that's my boy, everyone was booing him, but I, I loved him, and the match was fucking awesome, dude, like, you got the Young Bucks doing the crazy shit, like, I have never seen, like, like, that much high-flying live, I'm not sure if there's really any high-flying at Raw when I went, but, oh, man, it's so insane to see them jumping on the ropes like that live, and doing their big dives to the floor, it looks painful, it looks more painful live, like, I mean, I was, like, you will see things like, oh, you, you can see that, okay, that punch didn't connect, but it probably looked good on camera, but there was a lot of shots, especially at Forbidden Door, that they were just clean, like, fucking smacking them right in the fucking head, like, it's, it's, uh, it's a hard business to be in, but this match was fucking awesome, dude, so, uh, Hangman got in there, they were going nuts for Hangman, and, oh, there was just so many good moments with Eddie Kingston, uh, Eddie Kingston going up against Moxley, that was a ton of fun, just anything with Eddie Kingston, like, going nuts, they were trying to prevent Eddie Kingston from getting the tag, and that was a great hot tag moment, I mean, god, man, I just, uh, Ishii going out there and just being the fucking pit bull that he is, oh, so much fun, man, Claudio, we went nuts when he finally did the spin. I was begging for a UFO where he spins them on his shoulders. Didn't get that, but we got the spin. And then Yuta, like, kicked the guy right in the head. That just looked fucking ouch. Looked so painful. And, uh, yeah, the Elite won this match, which, I mean, fine. That's great and everything. I got no problem with who. I don't, I don't even fucking care who won this match. But that was a lot. That was just a lot of fun, man. And uh, Shota um, Umino. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to remember what that guy was doing, what were you doing, I don't know, he was just kind of there a little bit, I, I don't remember, there's a lot going on, right, it's a 10-man tag team match, and as, as expected, guys were all over the place, there was one point where Eddie Kingston was still in the ring, and he was having his chop war, and like, the Young Bucks were doing their thing, they were doing their big dives, and we're still going like, woo, for the chops and stuff, and then like, going like, holy shit, when they did their big dive, so, that, that was a really fun match, it was fucking crazy, it was out of control, and it was really fun, and we got to see, uh, the Blackpool come back, uh, through the, the door that they came out, so I got a good close look at them again, very cool, 
And, uh, oh, this is the one. This is what the match that made me sad. The Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale. This is when everybody start, decided we're going to get up and leave. Go go take a piss. Go get a drink or whatever. But it was just a really solid match, man. Like, honestly, it, it was it was a little bit annoying with all the interference. I mean, at, at one point, it looked like I was watching a three-on-one match. I mean, Jesus. Fucking those outcasts. They were all over Willow Nightingale in this match. But... Uh, I was so sad though. I miss Tony's fucking hip attack. Someone uh, that you know when people they have to get up to let people through in the aisles because it's so fucking tight. I, I would admit, like uh, the seats in the Scotia Bank, they're a little tight, man. Like <clears throat> if you have to, like if you're not a normal sized person, like I had a pretty large. Uh, person beside me and like it it made me like feel a little bit tight all night so like yeah you definitely feel packed in that's for sure but uh yeah I thought it was a really fun match uh Tony wins like I said I missed the hip attack and I was so sad because people were getting up so my view was blocked and I just missed it and I was like god damn it but yeah that was disappointing now Let's get to the fucking match of the night without question Will Ospreay with Don Callis going up against Kenny Omega. This was out of control. This might be one of the best matches I've ever seen. This is a 10 out of 10 match. This is without question going on uh, my list for the top matches of the year. This was amazing. Oh my god, man. I don't even know where to begin with this match. I mean, I'm just going to start with the with the biggest where I lost I lost my mind like a schoolgirl like like a girl's losing it for the Beatles when Kenny Omega kicked out at one on the one winged angel dude I lost it I fucking lost my mind I lost it and there were so many amazing moments in this match. I mean, the the near fall where Kenny had his foot on the rope, I thought it was over right there and when he I just like from my angle I just barely saw the foot and I lost my mind dude lost my fucking mind when he fucking got that foot on there this match was out of control it was so hard hitting there was just so many big moves amazing kick like the the near falls were out of control man the offense was incredible Will Ospreay his heel performance was incredible. Grabbing the Canadian flag from a fan and rubbing his ass with it and like spitting on it. And then Kenny fucking getting back in there and choking him out with the Canadian flag. I mean, holy shit. Um, again, dude, that moment with him kicking out of that one-winged angel. I mean, there's so much behind that. One-winged angel, one of the most, if not the most protected finisher in the business. No one's ever kicked out of it except maybe one or two people. And Kenny kicking out at that, it just made so much sense. It was so right. The moment, oh my God, dude, the crowd fucking absolutely exploded for that. And uh, there was this one fan, he was really, really, really drunk, and he was a big Will Ospreay fan, he was, he was looking to get his ass kicked, because he was trying to go after people in the crowd, like, calling people out, calling them pussies and stuff, and, like, uh, we, we told him to just sit down, have another drink, and be good, and thankfully he was, but, yeah, so, thankfully we did good with the fans, like, there wasn't, you know, like, collision, you had your, we had a drunk guy behind us who was screaming a whole bunch, but, you know, he's, you're having fun, it's, it's, it's fine, but uh, the guy at Forbidden Door, he you, you were ha- he was having fun in the wrong way, so you know we had to kind of put him back in his place. But it was okay. Uh, but Jesus fucking Christ, dude, you have to check out this match. I mean, Don Callis got kicked out of this, and we fucking went crazy for him getting kicked out. But when he came back, man, that was so fucking annoying. That was so lame. 
you know, Kenny getting hit with a screwdriver and he ends up losing this match, which, you know, was sad. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Will Ospreay. I was cheering for everybody. I was, I was, I was on the side of like fucking both these guys. Like, Jerry, I just liked them both. I thought they're, this was a masterclass match, man. Seriously, this was one of the best matches you're ever going to see. Amazing. Like, these guys, they've had their matches before and their other matches were just fucking incredible as well. This is the, like, this is the tippy top of wrestling right here, folks. Like, I mean, I don't know what you could, what more you can get out of wrestling. Like, this was incredible. The storylines, the moves, the drama, the, the tension, the everything. It was all there. 10 out of 10. Best match of the weekend. It could very well be the best match I see this whole entire year. Out of control. Go out of your way to check it out. It's a lengthy one. 39-minute match, but it flew by for me, man. Like, honestly, the whole entire show flew by for me. Like, I... The first time I checked the clock, it was 10 o'clock already. I was like, holy shit. I was like, wow, this is just going by. And then you got Sting, Darby Allen, and NATO going up against Los Suzuki Gods. It's Chris Jericho, Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki. Again, this match was a lot of fun. A lot of fun going on in this match. Sting having a good time. We went nuts for Sting. I was I was a little bit disappointed. Like, I didn't notice Darby Allen very much in this match, honestly. I, I remember his one dive. And then I was like, what, is, what did Darby really even do in that match? I don't recall him doing all that much. But Chris Jericho was awesome. Minoru Suzuki, man. That guy was just having a great time out there. He was... I love the moment when the three of them posed together. Jericho and... Oh, my God. That was so fucking cute. This was a really fun match. I knew this was going to be a fun, kind of a goofy little match. But I really enjoyed it. And then we get to the Danielson and Okada main event match. Arguably, I think that it should have been Omega and Osprey. That that was just out of control. And like I said, I had to leave uh, a fair... Like, I got to watch most of this match. I only missed about the last 10 minutes of it. And it was a good match. It was good. I left in and around the part where <laughs> once Daniel Bryanson started doing, like, his fake seizure thing. I left shortly after that. But um, watch the rest of it at home. And, like, yeah, it was a really good match. It was... Uh, it just wasn't Kenny Omega Osprey. It didn't have, like, that level of... There just wasn't a storyline behind it that Osprey and Omega had. Like, Danielson, Okada, they're kind of... I don't know if they've ever fought before. This could very well be their first one. But I will... I have to say that once both of those matches started, like, once this Okada match started and the Omega match started, the second the bell rang, like, the crowd, we just went nuts, man. Like, we're just like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, we actually get to see this. Amazing. So... Their match was fairly standard. Like you got your classic. It was a little. It was definitely a little bit slow, which is a little kind of Okada's style. You you build up slowly into a a big crescendo ending, and Okada picking up uh, the loss here was uh, shocking a little bit to myself. Honestly, um, I did not see that coming. Danielson just got him into this really kind of weird uh, pretzel submission thing. looked looked awful, and uh, yeah, he tapped, and I just really wasn't expecting that. I liked, uh, oh man, Okada's entrance is so awesome, with the money coming down and everything, oh, the things I would have done to get my hands on one of those dollar dollar bills, and uh, there was just one random dollar bill that fell from the from the ceiling like 10 minutes into the match, we saw it coming down, we're like, what the fuck, we're, what, you're a little late to the party over here, but god damn, that was, again, it was a really good match, it's just, it was, I sh- really should have been Omega last, that was just the, the fucking... Oh my god, but a fantastic show, an absolutely great time. I would highly recommend 
uh, anyone, if you're a wrestling fan, even if you're not, like, it's a very easy thing to get into. A lot of the chants and everything are, are fairly simple and easy to get into. There are some that are very advanced that I wasn't even aware of. Like, I was just kind of like, what the fuck are they saying over there with these, I don't know, some of them are wild, but it's a ton of fun, man. I had so much fun and it's, Maybe if you're if you're feeling maybe a little bit burnt out with wrestling, if you watch it a lot at just at home, try a live event. It could really breathe in a whole new air of fresh life, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun, y'all. But if if you have to check out some of the matches here, I mean the um, uh, let's see. MJF versus Tanahashi was really fun. CM Punk versus uh, Kojima was a lot of fun. The Orange Cassidy four-way was fun. The Elite versus BCC was good. Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega is all-time. And Okada Danielson was definitely a spectacle. Uh, Very cool to watch. Just very fucking sound wrestling. Very, very good. Great show overall, man. A great weekend. My wife and I had a blast. Now, maybe we won't do like a back-to-back thing. That might be a little bit oversaturating. You know, five hours one night, five hours the other night, plus two hours of travel, you know, here and back. It's, it's a lot. So I'm feeling a little bit exhausted right now and all that stuff. Even though I was basically just sitting on my ass watching wrestling all weekend. But still, you know, it's it's tiring being a fan. And a good fan. A nice loud fan and all that stuff. So, thank you everybody so much for listening. Let me know what you thought of Forbidden Door. What was your favorite match? What did you think of the Kenny Omega Osprey match? Is that not the greatest match you've ever seen in your gosh damn life? Like, goddamn. But yeah, seriously... Loved my time at AEW Live. It was a ton of fun. It's a tradition that my wife and I are going to try our best to keep going. As long as they keep coming back to Canada every summer, we will keep going. So hopefully next summer, well, I have SmackDown to go to in August. We're going to SmackDown. And uh, yeah, so I'll be doing a live review of that one when that day comes. But for now, that is it for me. I am tired, so I am going to get off now. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. We'll have the GX GamerCast coming up pretty soon. It's going to be on Persona 4, yes? So that'll be a lot of fun. You can go back and check out any of the prior GX GamerCast episodes. They're all here for you. They get uploaded to YouTube as well. You can go follow along on Twitter. You can keep up with all the announcements and all that great stuff. And yes, we will be back again soon with some more GX Pluscast.